Hello, and welcome to the OCR Exams podcast, where we'll be chatting with a range of guest speakers from the world of education. My name's Anthony. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast. Here at OCR, we're committed to supporting teachers and exams officers at every step of their journey with us. We're also here to help our students to reach their full potential, and some of our podcasts will feature tips and advice on revising, preparing for exams, and managing mental health. Please remember to like, comment on, and subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're using, and be sure to follow our other social media channels. We're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search for OCR exams. You can also find a range of subject-specific blogs on our website, ocr.org.uk forward slash blog. So let's get started with today's episode. everybody and welcome to this episode of the OCR podcast. My name is Kate Thompson and I'm a subject advisor for sport here at OCR. I'm joined by Becky Simcox from Health and Social Care and my colleague John who also represents the PE and sport department. So today we'll be chatting or reminiscing about starting the new academic year and how we prepared I hope we can give you some reassurance and possible tips on how to say one step ahead. So let's get started. Um, We're actually recording this midpoint between all of the results. So I don't actually have, I remember getting my results, but I don't actually have any experience of going to a results day as a teacher. John Beck, did you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about um, everybody else, but uh, results day, um, especially GCSE results day, sort of um, tended to sort of indicate the end of the summer holidays, which is, um, I suppose, like a bad thing for a teacher. But at the same time, I suppose it gives you that um, sort of um, little prod that um, you might have to start doing a little bit of work. I don't know whether you found that, Becky. Yeah, I agree. It was like you're waiting the whole summer, weren't you? And then results day came and that's it. If if the results were really good, great. You know, you knew you had some good results to, to go back in September with. However, if they wasn't quite so good, you've got some work to do, haven't you? To look into why perhaps had that. I would start looking at like the national averages and be looking at like, you know, everything to decide, right, you know, if my results weren't as good as what they were wanted, why what you know I've got to get prepared because I need to tell my head teacher you know don't I in September why so yeah I definitely agree they sort of were the end of the summer holidays and then you have like a week to work don't you before you go back yeah and I never I never used to do anything sort of prior to that you know I'd always used to make sure that got that you know that nice big break once you finished in July and didn't tend to look at anything at all um, until sort of a level or GC results I think that's really important that that you get that time to Mm. switch off um, because obviously, yeah. as we know, um, you know, when you get back in September, it's, there's so much going off in schools um, that I think it's really important to have that rest and recuperation period. Yeah, I, mean, I, totally I, agree. I always had that, you know, maybe I should do some work, maybe I should do some prep. It was always a good intention, but it never it never really happened. Like you did bits, mm. but then I was like, oh, do you know what? It's it's just such a lovely day. I want to go off. I want to do something, <laughs> spend time with friends, you know, getting that that balance that, yeah, that you I really think, sort of want. 
Yeah, no, sorry. I think for me, it was dependent on how the end of the year had gone. So if the, you know, once year 11s had left for me, uh, that was where I had a quiet time to get work done for the new year. If that yeah. hadn't, if that hadn't happened because I was used for cover or we had loads of events in school, then I knew I was going to have to use more of the summer to be ready for September. But if I'd managed to get, you know, a lot of work done at the end, that was it. I was able to switch off. So some people like to work straight away, don't they, when they finish in the summer and get out the way. And some yeah. people prefer... I suppose you're still in the, the mode, aren't you? Yeah. I think yeah. it's what works for you, isn't it? And yeah. being aware of how you feel. But, you know, I, you know, be as a teacher, as a manager, whatever, I think for me, getting off the treadmill at some point is really important. You know, whether that's at the beginning you know the end of all this however you do it that just opportunity to um freshen yourself up to come away from something to you know to give you a break but also you know importantly to sort of recharge your batteries a bit so when you do come back you know you've got a bit of freshness a bit of more enthusiasm about you rather than that sort of temptation to just keep going keep going keep going keep going keep going and you know often you know it's not the most productive of ways to be but you know like I say it's each to their own with that but I do think it's important uh, as a teacher as a manager to make sure that people understand that message I mean yeah, I think no, I agree I th- sorry sorry Beck. Um, right. I was just going to say I think it was different I mean I, I was teaching 18 years Becky you're slightly longer and I think John you might be a little bit longer than me but you know when I remember when my first teaching job, I was teaching A-level PE and I'd gone into the college I was going to be working at and I'd borrowed all of the files so that I could read over them in the over the summer holidays and make my notes. And, you know, you had to write on the, the overhead projector oh, sheets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, and I made sure I did all of that. Um, whereas now, you know, we've our website teach cambridge there's quite a lot of powerpoints that are ready done um teaching mm. material that's 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 really quite accessible and i would yeah. personally think cuts down quite a lot of your prep time doesn't it definitely and and that's that goes right back to this idea that you know i've spoke about it often about this idea of reinventing the wheel um you know, there's so much stuff out there and it's so accessible you know mm. that you know, it's it's really a, a real good top tip of sort of saving yourself some time. Now, of, often you end up, you know, changing things, adding to things, those, you know, because you want to make them your own. And I totally understand that. But it just that that ability to not start right from scratch, yeah. you know, is a real top tip in terms of helping you in terms of your preparation, especially with resources and those kind of things to support you in delivery. Um, and, you know, I think that's being aware of that and, you know, using other members of staff in your department, using colleagues in local schools, you know, like Kate just mentioned, using the stuff that's on, uh, you know, the exam boards, but having a look around and using that is a is a real good way of sort of balancing out the time you spend on producing stuff and actually, you know, then making sure you're fresh and active and ready to be able to deliver them when you're actually in front of the students, which for me was always the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I totally agree. I think 
you know, like you said, Kate, when we first started teaching, there perhaps wasn't so much available. You did have to get the books out and all the folders out and things. Mm. And that took a lot more time. And you had to be in school to do that as well, probably. Whereas it is more accessible because you're at home and you can you can access everything. There's so much there, you know, on all the Facebook forums on Teach Cambridge. There's, there's always, you know, conversations about resources, which is great. My only other thing I was going to say about that, though, is... It's great, the accessibility, but also it does mean you've got to be strict with yourself because everything's so accessible. You could be doing that at 11 o'clock yeah, at night yeah. or, or constantly point. because it's so accessible. And I know that I was really guilty of that before, you know, I finished teaching. I was there thinking, oh, actually, I've got this, but maybe there could be something better. Maybe, and, I, and it's like you could be spending more time. And so I, I think that yeah everyone's got to be a bit strict with themselves with that to make sure that they're not using more time or or how you know they're not they're not they've not got a really unbalanced work-life balance I think that's really important yeah I definitely think the work the work-life balance is is quite important but also the the amount of work you put in is it going to help the pupils you know because I can do it amazing powerpoint death by powerpoint lovely (laughs) flies in from the left right but actually, is any of that going to help the kids? I want them to be able to listen to what I've said and and use it to formulate their own work. So oh, definitely, and and I think with that, Kate, that's just, I suppose just moving on a little bit. I think with that, one of the in terms of sort of being prepared and and thinking about starting school, I think this is going to sound the most boring thing in the world, and I'm happy to be like booed down here. But if, you deli- <laughs> if you're delivering a uh, you know, a, a qualification, whether it's a Cambridge Nationals, a, a GCSE A level, whatever that is, be. I think it's always useful just to sort of have a get the specification out or the guys turn it right at the beginning of the year, yeah. just to check through it. Because it's like, you know, it's things like what, what you've just said about, you know, what do you actually need to teach and what do they need to know and how do they need to apply yes. it and do I understand that? And if you get that good understanding of that, and, you know, whether that's sometimes whether you're just new to teaching it or whether you've been teaching it a while, that reading the specification or looking at Guide to NEA gives you that focus. And therefore, perhaps right at the beginning of the year or if you've got a couple of training days or whatever, you have some time that that always I always thought that was really useful time. And it stops you then from going off at tangents and focusing on other yeah. things and gives you that real focus. And, mm. I, and I think that. You know, it's boring, but the key date, you know, the sorry, the not the key dates, but the reading the specification and keeping, you know, getting any updates and having a bit of time looking at your qualifications right at the start of the year in the long run helps you out massively. Yeah. And and I also think that, you know, don't want to keep harking back to the past, but we didn't have all of this extra support. I mean, I, I don't know whether I ever contacted an exam board apart from to register no. the course. Um, yeah, you're totally right. And I think that I think there's a lot of teachers that perhaps don't realise how much support there is as well. And I think that's really important that people sort of take that step back and, and like think, right, you know, I need some help here. I can't do it all on my own. And I was really bad for that. I was, you know, I was someone who would spend hours and hours doing those powerpoints and making them all look because you know that was important to me and then towards the end as John said I started thinking actually the specification is really important so I use my time more on finding a really good quality like 
clip that would add to you know add add some knowledge to um or, or some understanding sorry to the knowledge or or something that yeah. was going to really benefit the the pupils as opposed to make my teaching look nice and fancy which was what I thought was important and I think I think as a you know as a teacher it takes a bit of time doesn't it to understand that to understand yeah. like what you're doing and how and what impact that's having because you could be spending just way too much time on something that has no impact yes. at all really yeah and yeah, I think we're all guilty of that aren't we a little bit oh, 100% 100% Definitely. we want to we want to give our kids the best possible chance but what we really need to do is look at the specification understand all those key little details and be able to use it rather yeah. than just you know just going oh well I've got to teach anatomy and physiology boom this is what we're going to do look at yeah. the specification but but you need to you need to also fill around it you know it's not just a one-stop shop yeah definitely like I say I think that you know departments that have been involved in in the past you know you would spend some time wouldn't you looking at how the results have gone um what went wrong what went well what can we do better um you know those kind of things but then you start looking forward um to put that into practice and like I say key things like reading the spec reading the guide to NEA I think little things like just checking if there been any updates because sometimes mm -hmm. I mean I don't know about you guys but um you know updates from the exam boards sometimes can get stuck at the um exams officer so you know it wasn't until you know a, a couple of exams officers that worked towards the end of my career were really good at sending things through that and actually what I ended up doing is signing up myself for those um, updates and stuff. So I didn't miss things. And, you know, because, you know, when you're busy in school, you can, you you know, you, you miss things, don't you? And you miss yeah. little emails. And yeah, I think, definitely. you know, one of the things, and it took me 20, well, you know, 16, 17 years maybe to sort of get, you know, right, I'll, I'll sign up so it comes straight to me. And then, you know, even if I didn't have time to read it at that moment, it was in my inbox and I could have a look at it. And I knew it was something that was relevant to me. So I think in yeah. terms of, you know, I know, sounds like a Andy Hintz sort of tick list here but you know reading <laughs> the spec making sure you've got the updates and then the other and again these all sound boring and quite simple and straightforward and it's not meant to be sort of teaching people to suck eggs at all but looking at what when your key dates are when have you got to have your work you know done for when have you got to have your entries in when you know and I know some schools are really lucky and have brilliant exams officers but often you know and speaking to friends who are still in the teaching at the moment you know they're dealing with a lot more things and make so that, you know making sure what what are the key dates for my qualifications that I'm delivering when yeah. do I need to have this done when do I have that done and almost you know one of the you know one of the best things about the only things that you got to teach in at one of our schools that I worked out was you got a planner bought for you and going through and yeah going oh, through. Planner. exactly the new planner day was the best yeah. the best it. day of the year but, wasn't it first training day get your planner and just planner literally out. go right I'm doing GCSE A level whatever I'm doing these are the yeah. dates I'm going to put in and you know you've got the obviously the exam board dates but also you've got your you might want to have your own internal dates so you mm -hmm. know that you've got enough work and I think just those little things and that people probably you know I'm will be doing them but sometimes it's just a reminder isn't it to do those things just to make yeah, your yeah. life e life easier so you're not scrabbling yeah. around. I mean, we've all been there, haven't we? At the last minute, you know, when you go, oh, God, 
you know, I've got to get that. This is today. Oh my God, I'll get (laughs) this done by the end of today. And I think, I think like you said, I think I relied really heavily earlier in my career on other people telling me what I needed to do when. So to me, I always thought the exams officer, it was their job to tell me when I've got to do this for the exam board, but actually it's not. And so as, as things, you know, as, as I got sort of later further through the career it was like right okay actually I know this needs to be done on this date so I'm going to get it prepared so when the exams officer asks me I've got it or when they ask or before they ask me I might give it them and it's already a job done isn't it and I think you know that not to sound like we're old dinosaurs here but things have improved so much to allow us to be like that hasn't it you know even just the use of like online like like teach cambridge and the update yeah. service and things like that it just it's just so there's so much more to remind us and to help us with with getting getting things done and i think that's you know i think that's really helpful but yeah it's not it's not just the exams officer's job to to yeah. know when things are supposed to happen yeah i mean I did you guys use the war planner i used to love a war planner because then you can put i think you, i think i used to they got a bit in the way a bit big yeah, I used to have used to have department ones where you put yeah. the big dates on there, and that was quite yeah. useful. But yeah, I think um, I, I think that just I, I know like this is like going to sound ridiculous, but once you like often you, we'd, we you'd have two training days, wouldn't you, going into the you know the new yeah. school year? Sometimes we even got three. I remember sometimes, but by the end of the day, you'd had enough. But I think if you can strike while the iron's hot and things like that. So, like I said, stuff we've already talked about, but. You're talking about like um I always used to try and get like some CPD booked in as well because I'd like look at stuff and think like while everybody's got loads of money in the pot, heads of departments, heads of years, I'm going to go in and say look, you know, and it's a good time to do that as well because it could either be well we've done really well so we want to consolidate on this so I'd like to go on this course or you know things didn't work out how we wanted to so I'd like to go on this course and I think. If you do that nice and early, while well, everybody's got loads—well, mm. saying loads of money because no one has loads <laughs> of money in schools anymore. Mm. But you know that's the time, isn't it? And it, you know, if you can do that, then you can get it booked in, and you know that you're going to get something, you know, for for the CPD. And and I know there's lots of stuff out there, CPD-wise, isn't they? And and what have you? But you know, uh, I mean, this is not a it's not a sales pitch at all but i'm just saying but with but oh we do have really good cpd offerings and i know yeah. speaking from our own subjects you know people who go on the a level guide to any a um cpd course without you know 99.9 percent of them come away saying that was really good really useful why have i not mm. done that in the past and and you know people do that and if you get it organized early because literally as soon as that school term starts you know you're not going to get come up for air really until christmas yeah, time are you exactly. so you know it's easy me sitting here and saying it but uh, you know as you go got through my career that those first few days in school were like often really good opportunities to get your planning and to get your get your things cpd booked to sign up for yeah. your that yeah. kind of stuff and i couldn't recommend that highly enough because it just does make your life go you know easier moving forward yeah and i would add to that john and say looking out for the free CPD like you mentioned there's a lot of CPD you know um with OCR but you know elsewhere as well but I know that you know it's a lot of it's free or it's really low cost and I think that's really important because you're more likely going to be agreed aren't you your your head teacher or whoever agrees it are going to agree if it's free and they've only got maybe 
release you for an hour or two or whatever you know it might be that it's four o'clock and you just ask to be released a bit early so you can you can get back for your home and do your CPD online or face to face wherever it is so I think you know just looking at what CPD is out there people think that you know I used to get sent through CPD from all different companies I'm not going to name them and they were like 300 pound in London yeah. and I just think oh this is going to be great and I'd go and it would be okay but it's not necessary all the time is it so it's like looking out for good CPD examining boards are offering CPD and that and you know often that's with like the moderator or the examiner isn't it or a subject yeah. advisor someone who's got the key information so that's another I think good tip there as well but, I, I mean I, go- I think sorry what? Kate no, no, just just to jump in, just something came to mind. I think obviously, you know, we, we went through the COVID situation and, you know, a lot of people had the fill of online stuff and all these kind of things. But I do think with some of the CPD that, that sort of you can access online for an hour and a half or whatever and no travelling time and that kind of stuff actually is a benefit and, and, and can be useful. Um, so, I, you know, I think that it doesn't have to be like you've just said, like a trip train ticket to London and, uh, uh, you know, a, a big long conference day and all those kind of stuff. Mm. Sometimes that's appropriate. I'm not saying it isn't. It's nice to get out. But I think yeah. sometimes, you know, an hour Q&A session with the principal moderator online um, where you can just, you know, click into for free, you know, is a really good use of your CPD time in school. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, for me anyway, I would have accessed an awful lot more with the online stuff, you know, because of simply lack of traveling and, yeah. and and cost yeah. and stuff and and saving me time and you know don't get me wrong there's a time and a place for a face-to-face cpd and face-to-face mm. meetings i'm not saying that at all but i just think for teachers who are really really busy um you know have lots of commitments if it, can be done. If it you know that kind of stuff you know you can drop in for an hour you know i, I just think it's a really good thing and, yeah yeah and you can be sat you can be sat doing something else if some parts of it are not relevant to you sometimes they're discussing yep. a couple of units one of them you might not be even teaching so you might just be sat marking or whatever yeah. you know well, yeah and also but, like you don't have to sort of sit engaged the whole time if it doesn't relate to, if it doesn't all relate to you as well which is the beauty of sort of online Definitely. I suppose isn't it I, and I think we've had, you know, had a few people, you know, we have a conversation to people and you think, well, I'm not going to go to Q&A session because I've not got a question to ask. But actually, and I found this out since doing this job, is some of the questions that get us asked, you've never even thought about and actually yeah. really, really useful and helpful. I mean, yeah, some aren't, yeah. some, you know, some are like you think, well, why are they asking that? However, you know, sometimes you sat there listening and thinking, oh, I'm gonna say, I never thought about doing that or yeah. I never thought about this. And so, like you say, with that opportunity to just sit mm. there and listen sometimes, it, it can be really useful. So I'd recommend those kind of things 100%. I mean, I, I'd just jump on to that and say, you know, John and I, we've, PE have host, well, we've held a few networks. So we've mm. had a school that's offered to host um, various centres from the local area coming in to talk about whether it's the Cambridge National Sports Science Studies, GCSE, and you, you know, go along to those. I mean, the free, you get probably get two of us subject advisors coming along. You can ask us questions about the course, but the, and I think the best bit is that you meet the other schools from your area, not at a fixture, but discussing your course, and then you can, you know, say, well, any chance we can get together and do like a mock moderation. Or we can do a little bit of CPD where we look at each other's work, check we're marking it correctly, sharing um, resources. You know, those things are invaluable. 
and I don't yeah. think we ever had them but you know no. now they are available and I was going to just say on that note, you know, from health and social care perspective, a lot of the teachers are solo teachers, um, which probably you don't get as much of in PE. You sort of tend to be more teams, but maybe in smaller schools. But in ma- majority of that, I mean, I was really lucky. I never worked as solo. I always worked in a team as a head department and as a teacher. So, uh, you know, that that was invaluable having those people that you work with but if you are a solo and no one understands your subjects then I think a network you know is is so valuable and I know for health and social care that is a lot a lot of health and social care teachers are solos and non-specialists and so I think you know networks have have been really big this year for health and social care and I think that you know that is something I would advise as well just for meeting people and and yeah understanding each other yeah and it's those people who are doing it day in, day out. You know, we've got loads of resources. You know, we like say subject advisor team, you know, ex-teachers, you know, been in education for a long time. And, you know, th- there's things that work in one school that we, you know, won't work in another school for lots of different reasons, um, you know, and, you know, can go on about timetable, um, hours, facilities, all those kind of things. But ultimately, you know, the speaking to the schools that are local to your area you know might have a similar cohort might have similar facilities how are they doing things you know on the ground as such is a great opportunity and, the, and like i say the networks that run across all the subjects um you know a real good opportunity to get involved in that and to sort of throw your hat into the ring and bring your experiences and your information to it and and really i suppose we spoke about this quite a lot, Kate and PE, about the networks of the schools, really. We're, we're there for, to facilitate, yeah. to set up, to say, here you are, introduce almost people together and, you know, hoping to sort of, you know, we're there to answer questions and things like that. But ultimately, to set a network up in an ideal world, that would run that we would step out of and come when invited on occasions. Yeah. And that, that's... Yeah. You know, and you know, there's more to come on that for certainly um, in yeah. PE and sport, and I'm I'm pretty sure across other subjects as well. So, yeah, getting involved in those top tip, I would suggest. Yeah, yeah. we've had quite a few handy hints there. Yeah, definitely. I think just to take a swerve and go in a different direction, mm. I think something that I'm willing to speak about is um, like the support that that is needed for teachers. I think we're we're finding more and more that more teachers are telling us how difficult they're finding things and coping you know with the stress of life we've all we're all ex-teachers and we've you know we've all perhaps moved into different careers for for various reasons but some of those are to do with to do with how difficult the job is so I think Mm. I just wanted to bring that up and see sort of like you know have you guys experienced anything like that or have you got any hints for our you know for our teachers of how they can what they can do if they're finding things really stressful or where they can find support well, I think we've we've talked about. I totally agree with what you just said there, Becky, about like sort of uh, the difficulty of the job, um, and you know it, it's it's certainly not getting easier, um, and if if anything, it's getting a little bit more difficult. Um, but I, I think obviously that like we've already talked about, like you can help yourself by sort of the support that's on offer. So not by reinventing things, reaching out to other people outside of your school. But yeah. I mean, often often I found that you know reaching out to people within your school so making sure that you know your senior leadership team you know whether you're part of that looking into the staff or you're you're a staff member trying as best as possible to have open honest conversations about where the pinch points are why this is difficult um and you know often you know you might not get the outcomes that you want from those conversations but i think sometimes in having the conversation 
and perhaps you know if there are issues or problems or roadblocks or whatever they may be presenting some potential solutions even if things don't you know change straight away or don't work out i think having those conversations i've always found really really important yeah um and trying to seek that support because often you know people unfortunately suffer a lot of people suffer in silence don't they and you mm. could be sat next to somebody in the staff room who's having exactly the same issues as you yeah with whatever it may be and you know having that conversation about it, it helps doesn't it massively you know and uh, for me reaching out within your school is just as important in, in you know in terms of reducing you know do we want to say reducing stress levels or whatever but i think conversations and are really really important that'd be my tip on that one i think yeah yeah i think that you need to talk don't you yeah and i think like you said someone next to you don't know how other people are feeling even if you know you're not feeling too bad reaching out and like opening that conversation up for others because it might be that someone really needs that conversation today but doesn't know how to how to broach it they might be new to the school and not really made those connections there might be a solo in a department where they don't have anyone close to speak to so I think you know in the in the staff room in the social spaces reaching out you know and how's everyone feeling today or just possibly thinking about you know is there a well-being committee at the school could you be involved in that if that's something that you you know you, you're feeling like you could help with and I think there are loads of things that we could do and I think it, it's about not suffering silence for you but also for others so how can you help others not suffering silence yeah. um, and I think it's also important if you are a member of the senior leader team that you recognize that people work work in different ways and that Mm. we cope in different ways so I mean I used to get to school I'd be waiting for the caretaker to open up the block so I could get to the office because I'm a morning person I get my work done in the morning you know and as a PE teacher afternoons you didn't really get because you'd got fixtures or practice so in the mornings I'd like to get there but then on a day when I didn't have a fixture if I can leave half an hour after the bell, I'm leaving half an hour after the bell. And I don't mm. think that should be seen as a bad thing. I think this work-life balance no. do you needs think te- to be... Do you think teachers think that? I mean, it's not... I mean, sometimes it is thought in scores, but I think also teachers put that pressure on themselves. Yes. To think, oh, God, are people going to judge me if I leave now? Because yes. other people are here till 6, 7 p.m. working and I'm leaving at 3.30 today because I don't have a fixture or I don't have an after-school club. So, you know, it's a pressure maybe we put on ourselves as well as what other people might. Yeah, some, some schools do have people put Definitely. pressure on them. But yeah, 100%. I think I think with that is it's, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the more. It, the more experienced you get and the more you understand how, you, you know, you, how you're working how you work like Kate's just mentioned if you're comfortable in doing that and I think this is all to do with like role models and you know people within school talking about when they work effectively and not you know not doing it doesn't work the same thing doesn't work for everybody it can't just be that and you know when the, the funny thing is when you're teaching 30 pupils in a class you know for a fact that the same thing isn't going to work for yeah. all 30 mm. students you know yeah. you have to find a way or they work differently and they would and, and as teachers they're very we're very good at doing that um maybe we should be a little bit better about doing that with members with of staff and sort yeah. of identifying that and you know just yeah. being confident that this is what i do and um you know 
So I do think it's really important, but I, I do think that that kind of thing there is helped by go back to what we started this at the beginning. Um, just having conversations, trying to have conversations. And I know that can, it's easier said than done. And sometimes that can be quite difficult, but it doesn't always have to be with like the head teacher. It could be with your colleague in your department or a colleague yeah. in another department or yeah. somebody like that. It doesn't have to be, you know, to that level, but yeah. it just helps, doesn't it? So, um, yeah. I think I like what the point you made there. Sorry to cut in, John, about um, role models, because I think as sort of middle leaders, as you know, I'm not just talking about SLT, middle leaders, you can you can be a really good role model there by not, you know, not sending emails late at night, for example, um, which I know I've been guilty of sending emails, like you know, way past sort of bed hours because we're not really expecting people to work at that time. So no. we don't want to be like saying I'm working this time. Because is that put an expectation on the yeah. young people in your department to think they should be? So as you know, as a middle leader, setting if you're writing an email, set it to send at eight a.m. or to yeah. you know to just that's just one small thing, but just to just to to be a rommel and say, oh, do you know what? I've got a fan today. I'm going to go. I know, I know. I put pressure on myself to stay after school, and sometimes yeah. I saw the head teacher driving off, or you know, and I think, oh, actually, you know, he's going. He's got young kids, and he's leaving. So. I can leave now, but it, it, it's not about when we can leave. It's about us managing our own time. So being a good role model for other people so that they I understand think, that as well. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I hate the sort of the sayings, you know, the sort of, uh, uh, you know, the all these fancy little sayings and stuff. But what's the one about be the change that you want to see in the world yeah. or something like that? And I think that yeah. what you've just said, Becky, is spot on. If you, you know, if you don't want to, be receiving emails at eight o'clock at night then don't send the emails yourself yeah. or try and be but strong not to respond to those on the on the email yeah that it yeah. will send at 7 30 in the morning yeah you know you're protecting, your, really you're protecting yourself but other people's uh, yeah. like mental health as well like allowing them 100%. to have that work-life balance and sleep and, yeah. and, it, and again like I used to feel the guilt that when I was in a certain role, I was ahead of year and there were other head of years working late at night and sending emails. And I was thinking, or oh, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not working enough. And it's not about that. It's about being productive and, and using yeah. your time in the most productive manner, you know, rather than yeah. to, you know, I don't want to be sending emails at 10, 11 o'clock at night, which other people sometimes do. And it's like, protect yourself, protect others. That That's probably not my, yeah. my key takeaway from this. Yeah, and definitely. Going- yeah again sorry John going back to something I think it was you said John about looking at the type of pupil you've got and how they learn did you ever pick your course your exam board your units depending on your cohort because I know yeah, I, I mean did. yeah yeah we did and I mean I think you know change I suppose we've just been talking about work-life balance and look, being kind to yourself. And I think changing qualifications can be quite challenging, can't it, for loads mm, and loads yeah. of reasons. And that's why you you, you deliver what you deliver. Um, but I think if you, you know, I think sometimes it's worth having a look at other, other quals. So, you know, just speaking purely from a like a XP teacher's perspective, you know, the, what's the difference, you know, what, you know, GCSEP or, the, you know, the Cambridge Nationals, that more vocational style course. So you, you might look at the mm. cohort that's coming through and, you know, you might be lucky enough to be able to offer both, of the, you know, both, yeah. of, you know, and, and, and we did that at times. And again, you know, we just talked about that, but that, you know, as a as a leader in a P department trying to run, you know, A-level PE, Cambridge Technicals and then two, you know, G, G, uh, nationals and GCC, 
it's yeah. a lot of work so you got it's decision making isn't it it's again it's about making the decisions that are you know right for you as a as a school and right for the your students and things like that but we definitely looked at different cohorts and different types of pupils mm. even within the same school um yeah. having that flexibility and you know changing every year if you're going to change every couple of years is hard work it's hard work for yeah. staff it's hard work i think about your staff then, haven't you? if you're ahead of you i think about your staff having to constantly yeah. pick up a new syllabus and i mean they change frequently anyway don't they especially things like yeah. your vocational sort of specifications so you you need the right one like you said you shouldn't stick to one just because it suited you five years yeah. ago you know you yeah. should change but you have got to think about what's right like yeah. i said the whole package the isn't it yeah, yeah. And that goes, yeah, and I think just like touches on, I suppose, like everything that we've talked about since we started this conversation is that, you know, decision, if you if you think about things and make informed decisions based on all the things that we've talked about, then that helps everything, doesn't it? It helps your mm-hmm. teaching, it helps your outcomes, it helps your students, it helps your work-life balance. Um, so, you know, I suppose as we come into sort of the end of the conversation as such, it's a nice way to to bring it back to sort of saying about, you know, it's that plan, prepare. Um, and, you know, when you've got that time to do that, make the most most of that time. And hopefully that'll stand you in a good stead to move forward, you know, through that academic year and, you know, maybe onto the next one or the next one. Yeah. yeah. And just, just in close, and I was just thinking, and, and we'll just keep it really short, but is the one thing that you wish you'd have done or you wish you'd have known when you were teaching that perhaps you know now um, that you might have done differently. Um, I think for me, um, I'll start that off. It's like what you're saying about not reinventing the wheel. I spent hours and hours and hours doing that. So for me, I would use the resources that are available on place like Teach Cambridge or or whatever. And that's the one thing. So the takeaway for people listening, if they're like me, would be to, you know, to, to save time use the yeah. time on what matters so that would be that would be mine have you got one Kate have you got anything I would probably something we've already covered but definitely reiterate what you just said reinvented the wheel um and maybe looking for help mm. elsewhere I mean I like I say I never contacted the exam board I didn't even know if they had stuff available um but you know schools in the local area that deliver the qualification my own school who else has set mm. up this course you know can they help me so yeah I think that's the contact nice. with someone else yeah John I, I, I yeah I mean I echo what you what you've just said there really I mean I'm just trying to think of something I think maybe like just some I wish that maybe throughout the whole of the time I was in teaching I'd taken a little bit more time when I had the time to make some better decisions about things and better planning to help me rather you know and certainly got that towards the end of my career but Mm. I think at times was reacting to things more than you know I needed to and that was causing problems and where you know if it had taken some time out and actually thought right this is important that I take this time to do this plan to think through this decision properly I think I would have saved myself an awful lot of you know panicking and moving around and stuff so I think make almost like giving yourself permission to take the time to sit down and make some strategic decisions and that doesn't matter whether you're head of head of year head of sixth form p teacher department whatever if you can give yourself that time to do that mm. i do yeah. i just think yeah so i, I would have done that earlier and done that more yeah 
Right, well, so that's all for our Back to School podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope everyone listening found this episode interesting um, and insightful. Don't forget to share it with any of your colleagues that you might think may benefit. And please do get in touch with us if you need any support. That's what we're here for. All of our contact details and the social media channels can be found at ocr.org.uk forward slash contact.